Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Mandatory voting today, as I said, sees the counting of the votes in the UK and Northern Ireland, where local and stormant elections have taken place retrospectively. Bertie Hearn seems to suggest that he believes it's a shoe-in for Sinn Féin. But anyway, the next election is due to take place, by the way, in Ireland in 2025. Uh, Now, mind you, I believe that the next election will happen sooner than that in this country. But however, uh, where voting is voluntary, like it is in the UK, turnout in the Northern Ireland in yesterday, the election was estimated to be around 54% while it was 62.9% in the 2020 general election here in Ireland. Which is a bad turnout, isn't it, really, when you think about it? The fourth lowest in history. However, voting is mandatory in countries like Australia, for example, to encourage higher turnouts. And people can incur a fine if they don't actually show up to the poll. And they can also go to jail, by the way, if they don't pay the fine. There are 22 countries in the world which require eligible citizens to vote you must vote, although it is a relatively small number of countries who have to, uh, I suppose, to endeavour to have this kind of compulsory voting system. Each one takes a different approach to doing so. The nuances of each system, fines versus no fines, manual versus automatic voter registration, varying degrees of additional civil sanctions, such as uh, serve notes uh, for other democratic nations mulling over the idea of mandatory voting. In other words, essentially what can happen is some countries will have voting, uh, it's fine, should I say, for not voting. Other countries may enforce a rule that if you don't vote this time, you're not allowed to vote in the next election. Or you might. Not, there is one country, I think it could be Hungary, where you're not allowed to vote for three elections. So they penalise you for the next three if you don't vote in one. Um, and I think they're right. Now, I'm going to get the argument, but you're Niall, there's no, like if there's an election tomorrow, so what's the point in voting? They're all the bleeding time, Niall. And you're right, they kind of are. But I suppose you could always vote for independents. There are lots of independents probably in your area than one or two that you might like. You can vote for them. You don't have to vote for the main parties. So in saying that, you can vote for an independent if you want to. So there is always somebody you can vote for. Or indeed, you can spoil your vote. If you feel you want to protest, you can walk in, put a big X across your vote and drop it into the thing. At least you have observed your constitutional right to take part. Because if you come onto this radio station three weeks after an election and you start giving out to me about the government and what decisions they're making and what taxes they're bringing in and I say to you, so who did you vote for in the last election? I didn't bother me whole. Didn't bother me whole, no. Oh, so what's the point? Well, then you don't have a right to really give out, do you, if you don't vote? So I want to know, should we have fines for it here? Should we have mandatory voting fines in Ireland? Should you be fined for not voting in this country? and not turning up to vote. Unless, of course, you have a good reason for not doing it. I.e., you're not in the country at the time. Um, You know, you have some explicit reason you're away on holidays, out of the country, and you must be able to prove that. Or you're sick. Or somebody has just died. Or something, you have a bereavement in the family. A very good reason. Should you uh, be fined for not voting? I can tell you now, that will take the 62% of the voters up to 80% very quickly. Uh, the number is 87 188 Sarah, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm fine, thank you, Niall. How are you? I'm good, Sarah. Sarah, should you be fined for not voting? Um, I think there should be sanctions because people have died because <clears throat> to get the vote. But I think the way it's done in this country is not right. The way... Say if you vote for, I don't know, a Fianna Foyle man, 
And if he's popular, his votes get handed down and down and down. Mm. And then in the end, you could be voting for somebody who you think is a complete moron. Absolutely. Um, I, 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 I completely it, agree with you, yes. I think it should be one, one PD, one vote, you know. Yeah. Like it is in most countries. I don't think it's democratic at all, the way it's done. Well, well, we did see that actually very well in the last election here in 2020. Yeah. We saw Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil get a lot of votes off the back of Sinn Féin because they didn't have a candidate in the area. Exactly. And you also got, I mean, I think Varadkar was only elected on the third or fourth count. I, I think it was the fifth count, actually, to be honest with you. Well, there you go. Now, obviously, the, the majority of the people in his constituency didn't want him. No. And yet he got elected. So... We mm-hmm. don't actually have a democratic government at all when you look at it like that. No, because, they, the, because the system is, I believe, and I, I completely agree with you, I think the system is wrong and it's unfair. Well, it's totally unfair. And I think it also makes them very arrogant. And you get people like Eamon Ryan and such like who think they can ram stuff through that the majority of people don't want, even though they don't actually have a mandate. But anyway, that's another story, I suppose. Mm. But, well, some people um, did vote for him. Well, yeah, but not enough no. to, to do what he, you know, he hasn't got a majority vote. Well, the only yet. reason he's there is because they had to form a government and yeah. they couldn't form the government without them. Exactly. And that's hardly a good basis for allowing him to steamroller everything through. But, yeah. um, you know, that again is wrong to cobble together and start saying, I mean, if you look at it, Sinn Féin got the most votes and yet nobody would go with them. So that immediately is undemocratic. They're not listening to what the people wanted. But the people wanted change, yes. Yes, and they haven't got change and they never will have change because you've got a bunch of very incompetent, unqualified people who are just looking at what they want and make knee-jerk reactions because they can't think past the bones. What do you say to people who say, well, look, Ireland has changed. If I go back in time, say, you know, 40, 30, 40 years ago, we had the Labour Party with Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, and there were very different parties with very different policies, very different views. One government usually got in, one political party got in in power. And the other government would be, oppo- or the other parties would be opposition. And they would mm-hmm. fight for the people, Labour for the Workers' Party, etc., etc. Whereas now, they pretty much all sing from the same hymn sheet. And if you don't agree with them, you're kind of left in a situation where, so what's the point in voting for them? They're all the bloody same. So what do you say to those people who feel a little bit disenfranchised? They're sitting at home in a general election saying, oh, there's no point in me voting because none of them agree with what I think. Well, what I would do personally is I would go to the election booth, get my paper, I'd put a big line through the whole thing and put none of the above, not fit for purpose. And spoil your vote. And spoil my vote. But at least I've then made my feelings known. And that's really what an election is about. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, if you're not, if you don't want to vote for somebody, spoil your vote. Although I do always say to people, there's bound to be at least one independent in your area that you'd like to vote well, for. But they're no good. The independents are no good. They'd never band together. The the Irish people generally. Well, some independents are good. I mean, look at the Healy Rays, for example. Yeah, but they're family. They're two together. I mean, they don't. I mean, but no. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, they are good for their local community. By the way. Yeah, but it's not about that. We should be out of parish pump politics. I mean, they should be fighting for the whole of the country, not just one little corner. Well, they're fighting. Well, they're fighting for the people who voted for them, aren't they? Is that not their job? Well, yeah, but you can't be doing that at at the expense of another section who are equally responsible. I mean, the whole point is, this is not 
a tribal place anymore. You can't say, well, I've looked after my corner and you look after... What happens to the people who have no one to look after them because they don't care? But is, I mean, that, is that not the way politics works, Sarah, too? And I hate to disagree with you, but, I mean, you, you look after your own constituents. Is that not no, the way no, politicians no. politics always worked? I don't agree with that. You look after a group of people in that situation. So the Healy Rays, say, for instance, with this business about what was going on with Kerry with the doctor over prescribing... They should be fighting for all people who've had that oh, problem, ab- not abs- just the no, ones in, in that particular issue, I couldn't agree with you more. But hmm. we'll take, the, for example, the turf over the last yeah. couple of weeks. Not something that really affects most people in cities because, you know, we're not selling turf. Uh, we're not cutting it out of the ground and selling it ourselves. But it does affect people in rural Ireland and in Kerry. So that would well, be something does. they fight for themselves. Yeah, but they should be fighting for all rural people, not just Kerry people. Well, I think they are. I think they do. Well, I don't know. I mean, Mm. I wouldn't really agree, but I think you've got this terrible mindset in this country that unless it's in Dublin, it's not worth having, and everything has to be in Dublin. I agree. Um, You know, like with this children's hospital rubbish, I mean, that should have been in Athlone, so everybody could get to it, not just so that Dubliners can get to it. I couldn't. You know. I couldn't agree with you more. It should be on the uh, well, at least on the outskirts, are more accessible uh, for people coming to Dublin. I mean, even if you had it down at, or near City West or anywhere apart from where it's going to be. Well, it should be in the middle of the country. There are motorways to Athlone. Everybody can get there. You won't have trouble parking. You won't. Well, I, I don't know. You've got. You've got. You know. Well, okay. I, I, yeah, the seventy percent of the population live in four places in Ireland. So, I mean, you've got one point five million people, or well, one point seven by day, living in Dublin. So you do have the vast majority of people in the population of Ireland. You know who will use it will be living close by, even if you had it on the outskirts of Dublin. I understand that's not nice for the people of Cork, Galway, Limerick and the other major cities of the country. And it's, it's not easy. And maybe I'm not going to completely disagree with you that Athlone wouldn't have been too much of a big deal. But, but stay... Well, not really. Yeah. It's less than an hour from Dublin, straight down the motorway. But anyway, it's, but everything emanates from Dublin. I mean, the breath mm. check thing was rolled out in Dublin and then five years later, Galway got it. You know, it's... Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, and, and the perception is in rural Ireland now that, that the dubs don't care, the politicians don't care about anything past the pale. And we're just left to our own devices. And by doing things with this turf, that's kind of reinforcing that attitude. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Jay as well. Jay, or an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Jay? How are we getting on, Mark? Uh, um, according to Sarah, people died for your right to vote and you should bloody use it. Oh, yeah, no, you should. If you, I mean, if you're not going to use your vote, you shouldn't be entitled to claim any benefits. Whinge at the state. Go on protest. Get any of go on the Nile Boiling Show giving out about the government. Go on the Nile Boiling <laughs> Show giving out. Um, yeah, uh, to answer that other lady's question, unfortunately, the population... Uh, it's, it's up this part of the country. It's in Dublin. And that's why all the services are there because that's where the money is. Yeah, but I do population. I do agree with what she's saying. It you should be spread out a bit more. There should, there should be services yeah. available in the places. The oh, world doesn't end in Dublin either. No, you know? I know. But unfortunately, that's where the centre of power is. That's where all the money is concentrated. I mean, we all know that. You know, it should be distributed more. As for politicians, um, the big parties will never look after the little man. They don't care about it because once they get in, you know, I mean... The way our political system is set up, it's always been set up for Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Just look at how, how, how they do it, how they manipulate the numbers. Independence will look after you, because that's what they are, the independence. Your man Richard O'Donoghue from Limerick, I'd love to have him as RTD. He seems to be fighting for everybody. 
him and them head case uh, Healy brothers they're brilliant they mm. fight for their people they fight for the communities and that's what politics are about well, well like, Sarah doesn't necessarily politics. agree Sarah but thinks see, that's got a parish pump politics well that's what politics is though Noel I mean at the end of the day uh, I'm going to fight to have a pothole uh, covered here I'm not going to have a uh, fight to have a pothole covered over in Galway so a local politician look after local needs because that's the people who keep him in power. These big parties don't care. They they want the business and the people. So they'll go around with the fancy suits and the fancy cars and go to the fancy meetings. They won't go and stand at picket lines. The Richard Boy Barrett of this world will stand with the people of this world, you know, and look after his constituencies. The Michal Martins and the Varadkars, they won't. They'll, they'll hide behind press secretaries and PR consultants and, you know, they're 10 steps ahead of the public. That's the difference with big parties and independents. I'd always vote independent. I think you get more for your book with independence. Okay, would you would you agree with that? Of having a fine, would you, you've gone a step further. By the way, you said that people who no, don't no, vote yeah, shouldn't yeah. be entitled to social welfare yeah. services. No, shouldn't be entitled to their benefits. Oh, the okay. crowds have to stay. They should get out there and vote and do something for it. You know that way, but Sarah? Would you would you go that far? Jay says they shouldn't be entitled to social welfare services if they don't vote. Yeah, why not? They're not doing anything else, are they? They're on social welfare. They're not working. So they're not they're probably on holiday, Sarah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you could be right there. Yeah, they're After Tenerife, is it? They're, they're two weeks in Lanzarote. Lanzarote. <laughs> Lanzarote. I believe, by the way, the all-inclusives now... Not, I know! They're going now, mad now, but, online over it. Yeah, but now this, I know they're going mad. But it is... People are panicking a little bit over this. It is only three areas. I think yeah. it's the Ibiza... Where is this? No, Alicante. It was, aimed, it was aimed towards the English, not us. Yeah, I, I think it was. So any, uh, just to let people know, if you are going to an all-inclusive in Spain, just check with your travel agent if you've already paid because they're now reducing it to that you're only allowed six drinks a day. <laughs> the Irish was three in the day. Did you see the They've even stipulated that three must be drank at lunchtime and three at night. That's not aimed for us. That's not aimed towards us. <laughs> well, not not when I'm talking about a beat. Listen, i got to go to break. Sarah J, thank you very much indeed. Uh, the number is 87 Jay believes that your social welfare should be cut or you shouldn't be entitled to those services. And Sarah kind of agrees that if you don't vote, you should be punished. Let me know what you think. Should you be forced to vote? Should you be? Should it be mandatory? As I said, the last election was one of the lowest turnouts in history. It was the fourth lowest turnout in Irish sixty sixty two point nine percent, fifty four percent in the north yesterday. That's despicable. So only fifty, only half the population of Northern Ireland bothered their arse to get up off their you know what and get out and actually vote. Only half them, and mind you, that just shows you how, how bad they feel about the elections up there. And it does look like it's going to be a Sinn Féin win today, by the way. But either way, the point is, only half them actually bothered to vote. That's sad, isn't it? That's a, a, a sad reflection on where we are in politics. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087 when he texts in says, Niall, the voting could be higher than 54%. It actually could be. That's the estimated uh, tally up to last night. Um, some people have suggested it would be a lot lower than the 64% in Northern Ireland who voted back in 2017. And it seems that the reason for that is that people just don't know who to vote for anymore up there. But anyway, uh, the number is 87 The question I'm asking you is, should people be forced to vote? In other words, should there be mandatory voting whereby you get a fine or penalised if indeed you don't vote? Adam, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Adam? How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Adam, I mean, should you be fined for not voting? Well, um, my idea actually is um, if the people go for a voting, they just have a bigger tax credit, for example. So let's say, just example, 3% off extra. 
Um, some people, for example, if they not go for the voting, they pay three percent more. Oh, okay. Just example, you know. Okay, um, so so like okay, almost like a tax penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> of course, you know. You're being quite ingenious in the way you're finding people here. <laughs> but what happens then if you're not working? Because you will find, and I, I maybe, I don't know, I could be statistically incorrect on this one. Somebody's going to have to check this one out for you. I don't want to be accused of giving misinformation. Yeah. But you will find that the people who are not working, um, yeah. people from a low, lower socioeconomic background, are probably less likely to vote because the politicians and political decisions don't really affect them as much. So they're not li- as likely to vote. I think you will find different classes have a higher turnout of voting. I'm pretty sure that's statistically true, by the way. I'm, well, I'm guessing. Well, that's... So, in other, in other words, your plan to find people by taxing them a little bit more if they don't vote, well, I mean, they're probably not working anyway, so how can you tax them a bit more? Well, well, it could be not, but it's basically just the idea, you know, how to pushing people, you know, into the voting. Maybe this doesn't have to be this, the tax, basically, because people which they're not working... Why not just honest, a fine? Why not, Adam, why not just say €250 Euro fine? Well, uh, then it affects everybody. That, well, yeah, everybody. But you can just you can just basically more fine people, which they yeah exactly. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, hate to ruin your argument there, but I'm just thinking that. And I, by the way, I do get the point you make. Say, for example, two hundred fifty fine is nothing to somebody who earns a million quid a year. So if they don't vote, they don't give a damn. But but in saying that. If you only bring in a tax incentive, well, then you're ruling out those who don't work and pay tax. So they, they, still, mm-hmm. won't, they still won't turn up and vote. Well, but if you just give them an extra bonus, for example, so even the people doesn't work, you know, they get... Uh, it's not only about the tax. It's, it's about the income, you know. They get, you know, some money, you know, from somewhere, from government. From social, yeah, social welfare, so, yeah. So, exactly, yeah. So they will be having, you know, a little bit bonus, like a few percentage. Oh, okay, example. so give them an extra you know 3% I mean? on their social exactly. welfare if they voted. The, we're not talking only about the tax, man, like, you know, if you're working. Okay. Um, okay. We're talking general, so um, yeah. everybody which they have the income, you know, from um, into the pocket, they will be paid. Um, for example, if they not vote, they will be paid, you know, for that. Okay. A little bit, you know, it's a little touch, but I think, you know, that little touch completely changed everything. <laughs> Yeah, well, and by the way, I'm looking here at stats online in relation to my guests a little bit earlier on. Statistically, and it is a proven fact, the more educated a person is, the more likely they are to vote. That's statistically true. So, in other words, pe- people who are more educated, maybe, you know, third level education, are more likely to vote than people who don't. Yeah. Uh, could be, could be. I See, I'm foreigner, basically. Where are you, where are you uh, from, so Adam? Uh, originally, I'm from Poland. Okay, do, um, do they have mandatory voting in Poland? Uh, no, 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 okay. no. Um, it's, Some uh, European it's countries too. It's the same, you know, like here. But see, I living here 16 years, and uh, and I always vote here because mm. we we can't do that here, so that's no problem for us. Okay, and um, you, and, and you, pardon my ignorance now, but as a European citizen living in Ireland, are you allowed to vote in all no. elections in this country? No. You, no, 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 you can't no. vote. This doesn't touch me. No, no, no. That's not against. That's why I will be not get any any income of that. You know, this is like my idea in general. <laughs> are you are you not even allowed to vote in local elections? No, but I mean that does affect you directly. I think I think if I will be apply for the Irish passport or something like that, you know, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably that's that's give me you know a little bit more mm. um, to mm. say here, but. 
for this moment. I don't think so. And you're not wanting an Irish passport, do you know? Um, well, we think about that, but... <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. It's anyway... It's, a, it's, anyway, it's a nice looking passport, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How long are you here, Adam? How long are you working here? Um, it's about 16 years. Okay, yeah. and if, if you had a choice tomorrow that you could earn the same money, right? Like for like, same job, same money. I don't know what you work at, but whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like for like, uh, to live in Ireland or live in Poland, where would you live? Um, in Germany. I didn't. I didn't put Germany in as a choice. <laughs> I know. I know. Now, um, I think. Uh, I think what, I've been what, here. Even even if the weather is worse, like in Poland, we have a much better weather. Actually, right now it's a little bit changed, but. But now you're Poland, you've better summers. Yeah. I will be staying here anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I was just curious. James, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, James? Oh, yeah, Niall. How's I'm moving on? to Poland. I know. It sounds <laughs> good, doesn't it? I, 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 um, I think I could be wrong, but I think EU citizens who live here can vote in European elections, as far as I know. Well, yes, of local course. Local elections. I don't think they can vote in referendums. No, 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 not at all, though, no, of course. You know what I mean? But no, I was wondering, could he vote in a local election? But he did, he said, what he said was, what Adam was saying is, unless he changes his passport to Irish, he can't. But maybe that's yeah. true, I don't know. I don't. Well, my, my sister's husband is English now, and I know he can vote in. Yeah, but uh, Ireland, and England, Ireland and England have a different arrangement than always yes, had. true, true. Uh, anyway, getting back to voting, should, should it be mandatory, James? Yes, absolutely. And I think the idea of fining is actually is a good idea. I think we should look back to what we just did the last few years ago when we brought in the vaccinations. Oh, just just something I just did say to your researcher. The electoral register is sort of all over the place at the moment. You will hear people saying that, you know, oh, I live here and I'm registered to vote elsewhere and I can't get my vote and stuff like that. So I think what a great idea would be to do was basically wipe the register clean yeah. and say to everybody, you have to re-register. And basically do the exact same system that they used for people registering for the vaccinations. Oh, right, okay. Now, I think it's well, a great you're not allowed in, So you won't be allowed into a pub or a restaurant? Unless you're no, no, there. no. You won't, yeah, yeah, digital said about No, I just think that because you will always hear the people saying, oh, I didn't vote. Why didn't you vote? Well, you know, I live in Dublin, but my vote is in Galway and I couldn't be bothered. Well, you know why, people? Vote, I, the main reason, I'm going to read out the stats for you here because Ruth was good enough to get them for me. Seems I mentioned it before the break. 26% of respondents who listed themselves as not employed, in other words, unemployed, and not looking for work, in other words, people who had been long-term unemployed, said they had no plans to vote, making that group 14 percentage points more likely than overall respondents not to vote. So if you're unemployed, you're 14 times more likely not to bother your whole voting. So the problem is, is because it doesn't affect them. In other words, it doesn't matter which party's in power, what taxes they bring in. If you're not working, sure, it doesn't really affect you anyway. You're on welfare. So, well, they so them, they're less them, likely to vote. Well, hit them for a hundred euro fine and just take it to the, directly from the welfare. That'll focus their minds very quickly. Mm. You know, and the fact that they've no excuse to say, oh, well, I didn't have time. I'm sorry, Paul, but you're unemployed. You have more time than other people who are working 10 and 12-hour shifts. I always go to vote. I actually, years back on one of our previous referendums, I left the funeral to vote. That's how strong I feel about you left. You left a funeral to vote? I left a funeral. I don't know if doing that now. Yeah, no, that's that's how strong I... No, it, it, was, a, it was one of the, the recent referendums that we had. And I felt oh, very, Ru- very strongly. Ruth, so has just, actually, Ruth has just said in my ear, she changed her flight to vote. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's good to hear a young person, a Gen X, doing that, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm or Gen not Z, going sorry, Gen Z, not Gen X, um, I'm Gen X. Um, but no, I, I think <laughs> that, I do think it should be made mandatory. And um, I think if people say then that, you know, well, my vote is registered in Galway, I live in Dublin. And you can, you can actually move it, it's quite easy. But yeah. what you could simply do is set up a system where, say to everybody, look, 
for wiping the system clean. Where are you living now? Register to vote now. Go online. Here's the portal. We set it up. Put in your name, new name, new address, PPS number, and we'll, we'll register you there to vote. We'll send out your new polling card there, so now you have no excuse not to vote. And if you don't vote, we're going to fine you 100 euros. I think, that, that I think most people are registered to vote. They just don't bother. Well, the, well that's the thing. Like a lot, I would offer me a lot of students in Dublin and who are, were going back to vote, but a lot of them were saying, I sure like, I'm in school in Dublin and my vote is in Galway, so, you know, I'm not too bothered about voting. And that's, that's an excuse that they use. But I'm sure if, they, if it was made easy for them to transfer the vote to Dublin and, um, and or find them for not voting, why why can we not the technology today why can we not make voting easier I know it's quite traditional in the way it's done with ballot boxes etc etc and I know Donald Trump would have a huge issue with people doing it any other way but in saying that with the technology we have nowadays I don't understand why we can't vote via say our mobile phones or make it, it leaves, easy it probably leaves it open to abuse like you know if you, like, if, if someone sent four, four envelopes out to my house or five envelopes out to my house and my children, and my children are not of voting age yet, but if I, if, like, if, you know, if I had five votes there, I could simply fill them in and say, I want to vote for this candidate and my two daughters could want to vote for somebody else. My daughters are a lot more liberal than I am, so they might, have, might want to go well, for yeah, but how would you candidate. How would you take their vote if, you did, if it was done through, say, you know, electronically online or through mobile phone, through biometrics or whatever it is, some secure way of doing it? There has to be, this is the year 2022, for God's sake. You know, we can put men on the moon and do all sorts of things. So what I'm saying is, surely we can figure out a way to do it electronically. I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. But I do think that it would be open to abuse. And okay. it's like, okay. as, as, we, as you mentioned, Donald Trump, and he's had said that, <laughs> there was millions and millions of postal votes, supposedly. Well, that, but that's because of the system over. and the way they do it over there. It was kind of, I mean, look, and he predicted that would happen anyway. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting, by the way, he's right in what he's saying, but what I am suggesting is there was jiggery-pokery going on. Yeah, well, they'll say no more of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the number's 087. Thanks, James. Thanks, Adam. The number's 087. One double eight triple zero eight. That's 087 The question I'm simply asking you is, should you be fined for not voting? And not just fined, by the way. There's other options there. Adam suggested a tax incentive, uh, you know, to obviously affect everybody. In other words, you get an extra 3% in your social welfare, extra 3% in your salary if you vote. Um, James is suggesting uh, updating the voters' register, starting all over again to make sure everybody knows they have the right to vote. And if you don't vote, you get a fine. Um, and you know, I think for everybody. I mean, I mentioned earlier on. Somebody says, "Not." I think it was grossly unfair to suggest that unemployed people are less likely to vote. It's not grossly unfair for me to suggest that. It's a statistical fact. If you're unemployed, you are less likely to vote, and the reason for that is quite obvious. Because it doesn't matter who gets into power, generally speaking, um, because it doesn't really affect you too much. Because if they increase taxes, you're not going to be paying them anyway. If you're out, if you're long term unemployed. So again, just to give you the stats and the facts on that, because I don't want to hate to think that you're misinforming you in some way. 26% of respondents who listed themselves as not employed and not looking for work, in other words, long-term unemployed, said they had no plan to vote, making that group 14 percentage points more likely than overall respondents not to vote. In other words, 26% of people unemployed, long-term unemployed, said they weren't going to bother. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Okay, the number is 087-188-008. Should you get a fine for not voting? Anyway, getting back to voting, Lee, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Lee? Hi, Niall. How's things today? Good. Now, Lee, getting back to the, the voting situation, you know, we, we've had some pretty low turnouts in this country when it comes to general elections, not so much referendums. So how do we encourage that number up? Do we go down the route of Australia and many other countries and find people if they don't bother voting? 
no, I think that's like totally the wrong idea. And just listening to some of the people previously, I, th- I think they, I, I couldn't believe it that some of those might have been against, for example, mandatory vaccines, but it, it's, it's, it's up to someone's, um, someone's belief or right to, to vote if, if they're interested. It's not vote, quite the same thing, is it? Well, it's not the same thing, but it, it's sort of the same principle. Should the government be forcing you to vote or forcing you to do something else like a vaccine? Um, but on top of that, the fine, the fine was the thing really that, that got me. How could you find someone for voting? Um, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, even I mean, I mentioned Northern Ireland for example. Last night it was estimated that only fifty-four percent of the population turned out to vote. Now there was another hour to go, so that could go jump up a little bit, but it's not going to go up by much. It's certainly not going to be anywhere close to where two thousand seventeen was. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty bad turnout. How can you get how can you get a reflection of society's views when only you know a little over half the people voted? Well, it, it is a, it is a terrible turnout. And um, before I actually heard that figure, um, I have a friend and stuff that live in in the north, um, and they had been under the impression that the vote was going to be much higher. And mm. um, I, I do think there was a lot of potentially DUP uh, and those types of parties that didn't feel the candidate and, and maybe Sinn Féin again picked up an extra seat here and there. But um, I think that if the voters maybe aren't energised as well. Um, maybe there's not something getting off their seat to vote um, until I think eventually when something's on the ballot that, that's going to mean something a lot more, where it's the economy or jobs, um, I think people eventually will, will, will come out and vote. Mm. But like if you looked at past um, like past false events, so we had the same-sex marriage that had a high turnout. You had the abortion referendum four years ago that had what, massive turnout. Yes, yep. So it, it depends what's on the ballot as well. And well, their, their referendums, referendums tend to have better turnouts in general because they're usually quite large decisions that affect everybody in the country. But whereas a general election, people sometimes do feel a little bit disenfranchised, and they're going to go, "So what's the point? They're all the bloody same." And and that attitude, you know, unfortunately, is not a good attitude because if you come onto this show, as I said, six months after an election and start giving out about a government and I say, well, who did you vote for? And you go, well, I didn't bother. You don't really have much right to give out, do you, if you haven't voted? No, no I, I completely agree. I, I have no time for people that, that say, you know, we should be doing this, that, the other. And then six months later, a general election happened. You ask them who did they vote for. Oh, I didn't vote. Uh, oh, I'm losing you there. I'm losing you, Lee. Have I lost you? Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, you think you dropped your phone into your pocket there or something? Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did it, yeah. But, but, but what, um, what harm? I mean, I know you're comparing it with vaccine passports. And, you know, by the way, I never agreed with mandatory vaccinations. I never would agree with it. No, uh, no more than I would agree with forcing people to vote. But I do believe that you have an obligation. And in many countries, that obligation comes along with a fine if you don't do it. I mean, you have to pay for it. Like, for example, you have to pay for RTE. You don't have to watch it. Nobody's forcing you to watch no. it, but you have to pay for it anyway. So, in other words, it's a civic duty, isn't it? Yeah, but obviously, for example, the 54%, I'm not saying that 46% of those don't have a car or don't have transport to get to a voting booth. And nowadays, there's that many voting booths that it makes it a lot more accessible. Um, I mean, there's a high unemployment rate in Northern Ireland. Um, yeah. high rate of people claiming disability, actually one of the highest rates in Europe of people claiming disability because of obviously the troubles and what went on up there. And that has a huge effect on the voting public because as we've seen from statistics, people who are unemployed are less likely to vote 
um, because really it doesn't affect them as much. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go down the of the past in the north, but I don't know if it's people even from different parts of the divide that would be interested in maybe voting for the opposition, but maybe they're afraid to come out and, and vote for Sinn Féin and in the past they would have voted, voted down the ballot for, you know, a DUP candidate, maybe you've got that, because there's still that bit of divide as well, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know, I just think of as people aren't, aren't energised, maybe they're, they're looking at Sinn Féin and think, yeah, maybe they're the alternative, maybe they're, they're going to offer better opportunities for us, but at the same time, I don't really want to vote for them. I think I think Sinn Féin are just getting the default vote for people who want change and want yeah. something different. Listen, thank you, Lee. I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, okay, loads of people. Overall, the majority of people who text in agree there should be fines if you don't vote. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,